0: 89.5, or KFCF in Fresno at 88.1 FM. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.
1: Happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy ending. Divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light.
0: is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw, and today is January 27th, 2015. We're in the first day of a fundraising marathon. My premium today is, uh, oh gosh, I've got a tape and a book that uh, I wrote, and the audio tape is a reading uh, I did, let's see, we did that reading here at KPFA. Anyway, uh, Laura... Privis has it, and she's going to bring it. Let's see. Uh, Anyway, that book was written back in the day, as they say. The title is Telegraph Avenue Then. Then, when I was there, here, for me, there was something else there, here. It wasn't the 60s or even the 70s for me. This book is a collage. It was born during the years... When I was changing transitioning, they call it transitioning now, no, 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 no. Uh, it was more like an expansion both of my my writing and my personal life. I was coming out as an independent woman uh, let 's see independent if damaged human being at that time. Uh, At the time this book was written, I had two small sons and had just gone through a divorce. I came from suburbia, out in Lafayette, and when I drove through that tunnel back home to Berkeley, I knew I had some work to do. I had been, first of all, in my uh, first bloom, an actor. But I wanted to speak for myself. I was tired of talking like Arthur Miller, or (laughs) even Ibsen. Anyway, like so many other emerging feminists, I wanted to be different. And so, of course, I set out looking for those who felt the same way. But my tribe was in a state of confusion, to put it mildly, uh, working for the feminist newspaper Plexus. I was startled when one of the editors committed suicide. I was caught between those who felt feminism did not embrace mothers and then those who tried to expand the notions of female power, you know, the notion of women's liberation. Uh, I thought my view was kind of primal, and (laughs) then I noticed the young women running around the... uh, uh, the financial district in San Francisco in those tennis shoes and I thought maybe I had missed the boat. Of course, most of the real work, the real achievements of those times uh, was directed toward mothers, towards working women, because pretty soon it became clear that they were the same thing, the same woman, working mothers. Uh, They called them single mothers or single working mothers. In any case, I had to teach. I had to uh, pay my bills, so I got a job in the public schools. I got some child support, but I certainly couldn't afford babysitters, so the theater was out. And the first thing I remember doing as a writer, I must have been uh, in my middle 30s, my late 30s, anyway... I used to drive out to the Berkeley Marina after a day in the classroom, take an hour by the ocean to be all by myself, before being a parent till bedtime and I filled all those notebooks and journals that women were were writing as such a familiar story. There was a there was a fleet of us, a plethora of us. So many other women Uh, and writers on the same quest. Muriel Rukeyser, the immortal Muriel Rukeyser, wrote, If one woman told the truth about her life, the world would split open. The truth, of course, uh, includes uh, our search for sexual freedom, uh, as well as financial freedom, Freedom to do, freedom from, fulfillment. uh, It was difficult to figure out (laughs) what we were losing at the same time. We knew what we thought we wanted anyway. uh, Most of us were worried that it might cost us our integrity one way or the other. It's a tough call. I hit the wall in about three years, but I did... Get something sorted, as the Brits say, as we got that sorted. I did come to understand that a man's job is to live his own life well. Aha! Both of us, whole souls, both man and woman, now I'm the one who's responsible for me, for my own happiness, my own well-being. Looking to a man for all things, for fulfillment, is just the same kind of mistake people make when they turn their lives over to God, or a God, you know, to something that does not exist. Anyway, (laughs) reality sandwich, Virginia Woolf wrote once, uh, It's no use, no good going to men for help no matter how much we go to them for pleasure. Of course, she was talking about male writers. So, uh, I got busy and got an M.A. in creative writing and then I got lots of worldly wisdom and then I was 40 and I read Andrea Dworkin's book, The New Woman's Broken Heart. (laughs) So, the book I have with me today, uh, is uh, what is it uh, the uh, the child of those years it 's based on that prose begun out by the Berkeley marina right? I used to read my work in coffee houses. It was the fashion you know I did several performance pieces monologues uh, Uh, I think of Entosaki Shange's masterpiece. She started that uh, in the coffee houses, reading her poems. Uh, Indeed, yes, for colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough, that began. Right here in Berkeley, in the coffee houses. Now, I thought that... My words needed my voice, that is, my tone of voice and my acting talent. So I, I kind of figured it was from the page to the stage and then back again. Uh, I wasn't sure. Uh, I thought about it. Now, Toni Morrison started in the theater. Did you know that? Toni Morrison, the Nobel Prize winner, the, uh, I guess, I don't know if you like to measure these things but America's uh, greatest woman writer, and certainly, uh, well, our greatest writer at the moment, uh, I don't know whether a Nobel Prize gives you the, uh, what is it, the the authority to be the greatest, but anyway, what I noticed, though, is that acting is one thing, Uh, speech is something, but it doesn't, Survive. Print, on the other hand, is permanent. I was so thrilled the first time I got a short story into into Mother Jones. I thought I had arrived. <laughs> and then, now that I'm old, I I realize that uh, uh, it's all ephemeral, as Edna St. Vincent Millay wrote. Oh, read me. Do not let me die. Such vanity. All is vanity. Women, of course, have the same desires as men. We all want to live forever. Sooner or later, that desire, that ego or egocentricity, creates a sense of the absurd. And any woman with a sense of humor is a lost woman. Somebody said that. Let's see. Juna Barnes, right? Anyway... Uh Today, I want you to show me the money. So, here is the book, Uh Telegraph Avenue Then. Also, I have an audio tape of me reading this book. And, let's see, I need to give you a list of the premiums because we're about ten minutes into the hour. This is all about time, time, time. We need to raise money. Now, Telegraph Avenue Then is... Uh, what is it? For sale? <laughs> no. It, the premium uh, would require, let's see, $75. The book is $50. Pardon me. The book is $50 and the tape is 75 And we've got a DVD still. Uh, it's called KPFA On The Air. That's $100. You can have them all for $250, $205. Now, the... uh DVD. Laura Privis is here to tell you all about the DVD. KPFA on the air. It's all about
1: us. <laughs> yeah, that's this uh, uh, a film that we've we've played on our airwaves many times. Here are uh, excerpts from it. It's uh, by uh, Sharon Wood and Veronica Silver, and it details the beginnings of KPFA up through. The 90s. So what what year did you first get here? Nine so started on the air, yeah, Jennifer.
0: I I was not on as a regular programmer. Uh, I was here on a sometime basis, starting in 1982. In what was then the drama department. Can you believe we had wow. a drama? Yeah, department? we used to have
1: departments. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we had hardening of the departments here, <laughs> hardening of the categories. Anyway, uh, I think what is it? Uh, the first time I read the book by uh, Matthew Lazar, is it? hmm Yeah. That was the, my introduction to the history of KPFA. And all I noticed was that Louis Hill had the same ailment I have. And I thought, okay, that's where I belong, you know. we Both had spinal arthritis. Anyway, it's all about uh, 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 the liberation that we were all looking for then. And I guess still looking for... Uh, Now this KPFA on the air is this uh, something that maybe teachers would want to use? Is this for? Of course, yes.
1: No, it's totally it's totally about uh, KPFA and the history of the time. And KPFA was really was really on the vanguard of bringing controversial issues. It's to, to the airwaves, which no one else at that time was doing. Maybe we can, um play a little bit of that ah. clip in a minute, but, uh, you can get KPFA on the air, the DVD, or, uh, Jennifer's Telegraph Avenue then, the Sign book, or copies. audiobook, uh, by calling us right now at one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two. 439 5732 That's one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two. 439 5732 We, uh, KPFA is in uh, financial difficulties, as we often have been, because uh, this is the kind of hard thing to, uh, to fund independent voices on the radio. So um, let, let's hear a little clip of KPFA on the air. From the beginning, KPFA faced a daunting task to persuade listeners to support the station. The staff printed a program guide and began to solicit memberships on the air.
0: The present dangerous shortage of funds here results mainly from the relative slowness of audience response. Obviously, we were up against absolute disbelief to begin with. Why should I pay for something that I can just turn the dial on and get? And you have to keep saying, because if nobody pays for it, it won't be there. Nobody had FM to speak up? We were
1: broadcasting into the vacuum... And we had to actually hawk FM radios in order to sell subscriptions. So
0: you buy a subscription, you get an FM radio.
1: And there are only 39 contributing subscribers on the roster. As yet, that is our trouble, ladies and gentlemen. And we appeal to you to consider it your own.
0: It's $6,500 or bust. We decide we'd have to go off the air and get a bigger signal and we announced this on the air and immediately the phone started ringing here are these people these wonderful people and we didn't even know it there half of them who said i can't let this thing go down the tubes and they got together and they dumped what money they had with them and then they put in pledges and promised to pay every quarter you know they they, i think it was like five thousand dollars they raised I ain't
1: never seen
0: a since I've been born When a big old hooker with
1: a seat boots
0: on When Johnny comes down
1: the high low Lou Hill's idea had worked. Thanks to galvanized listeners and a three-year foundation grant, KPFA returned to the air by the summer of 1951. From its new studio above a downtown Berkeley coffee shop, it sent out a signal that reached the entire Bay Area.
0: 1951. I came up here to go to Mills College. Oh boy! And KPFA went on the air 1949 first, and then back in 1951. Now that was a banner year. I was 17. Where were you? Where were you, Laura, when you were 17? Did you know you were (laughs) going to be the (laughs) twinkle? Just a twinkle. Oh, you weren't. You were still a twinkle. That's right. Well, no, you are now the Program director at KPFA. Did you think when you well when you were uh, younger uh, that that <laughs> is where you would be? Uh, what is that? Not in the day, but uh, in your in
1: your midlife,
0: in your uh, in your prime. Yes, in your prime.
1: I I uh, radio has always been a very important part of my life, so it's not a surprise to me that I'm here in this position right now. And I've always wanted to do something important in the world, something political that had political significance and creative. So that's the kind of thing that you can do at this radio station. Yes, but is it fun yet? (laughs) Well, we are in hard times right now, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, when I first got into my uh, new office, uh Here at KPFA, there were seven boxes of old files that I went through, and over and over again, I saw reports about KPFA struggling and needing to get some more financial help. So it's kind of built into to our existence is that we're we're not taking corporate funding, so we don't have extra money lying around all the time. We're always just barely making it and staying independent in that, process i don't know if that's you know we'd rather be wealthy but as it seems so far we've always been on the edge so we always have to come to you we're not coming to you for frivolous things we really are coming to you to ask to give money to this institution to be able to stay independent and on the airwaves in the bay area and online so please please uh, you can get all these fabulous little gifts but what you're really doing is supporting independent minds that are able to broadcast like Jennifer and others around the station who are who are real treasures that you won't hear anywhere else on the dial <laughs> you certainly yeah. won't hear me in the public school i can't i've never
0: survived in any establishment um institution, but Lawrence Ferlinghetti used to say that the main thing, of course, was not to take money from the man, you know, not to take corporate money, even... Government money, and I know this is a big argument. Some people say, well, if you can, you know, get them to pay. But, you know, the Foundation for the Arts, that kind of thing. But it's it's really, it's getting harder and harder, trickier and trickier. Uh, I remember when I was young. The advice I got from all my mentors was, for God's sakes, go into advertising. <laughs> the only way you're going to make any money. But KPFA is holding on the way my college held on forever and ever and ever. So many places that uh, have had to give up and just, you know, go a-begging, as they say. Anyway, KPFA is still keeping the community honest or keeping ourselves honest hard to say i'm going to repeat all these numbers slowly because i forget to do that every time if you want to donate online all you have to do is go to www i still say that www.kpfa.org G. And, uh, if you want to call us, it's just 1 800 Hey KPFA. That's Hey with an E. 1 800 Hey KPFA. Once again, 1 800 4 3 9 57 Or, if you live around here, like I do, or wait a minute, if you live outside, our uh, uh area code it's we're we're in the five and dime area code five one oh eight four eight fifty seven thirty two five one oh eight four eight fifty seven thirty two and you can get the uh audio book that's jennifer reading telegraph avenue then Seventy-five dollars and a subscription to KPFA, and the book, the print, you know, so you can hold it in your hand, is fifty dollars. So I guess that's it's either one, no, it's one fifteen. The book and the tape, audio book, comes to one hundred and fifteen dollars. If you want the KPFA on the air DVD. All by itself, it's a hundred dollars, and if you combine it with uh, well, all three are two hundred and five call call the kind woman in the uh, phone room and she will she will run over the numbers again for you and By the way, we need phone volunteers that's just a footnote here anybody who uh, doesn't have anything to do, especially early in the morning, apparently that's the tough
1: time
0: uh Okay, the food donors today, high-wire coffee roasters. Now, I'm looking here to see if I have time to read another page, or at least read a, uh, I haven't read it yet, (laughs) a page of Telegraph Avenue then. Yeah,
1: I think that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, read a little bit.
0: I I was going to read something intelligent, you know, like the preface that explains it, but I've done enough of that uh, explaining stuff. Why don't I just open it up? page 43 winter 1970 begins with a little a little epigraph from revelations (laughs) the revelation of John the Divine and unto them was given power as scorpions of the earth have power when the neighborhood rapist appeared in my bedroom at three o'clock one morning. I was sure it had happened before. I recognized the feeling as if it were death. I knew all along it was coming. Deja vu. Black, with a hat on. As gently as an ancient. I asked him... What was the matter? He told me. I comforted him with all my skills. He assured me he wouldn't hurt my children if I did what he told me. He had been through the house and seen the boys' blonde heads on their pillows. What he could see of my room in the dark made him think I was Asian. I could have been. I could have been anything. Geisha woman or goddess. Now, what must be understood is that he believed me. A man found a ladder in the basement, broke into my home through a bathroom window, Threatened the lives of my children, would not let me move or turn on a light under those circumstances. I convinced him he'd made me happy. He promised not to frighten the children. He was lavish with his compliments. Uh oh, I have to skip a line. All his misery poured forth. He talked about the lousy treatment he'd gotten from women. All they needed was a rod in the right place, he said, and then they knew who they were. I consoled him... He began to give me advice. He told me how careless it was to come home so late at night. A carload of friends had driven me to my door about midnight. I'd forgotten my key and gone round to the back door making a lot of noise and calling attention to myself. Ah, the porch light was on, he said, so he could see I was wearing a miniskirt. He told me he could break into any house in the neighborhood. And what was I doing... Living alone in a place like this, was I on welfare, I told him. I was a high school English teacher. He was very impressed. He told me I must learn to be careful because this whole neighborhood was full of real bad men. They could be watching my house. Finally, he got out of the bed and said goodbye with a sort of wistful sneer. He would go out the back way so as not to wake the children after I heard the door close. I tried to get up. I moved to the end of the bed Some time later. I heard a dog howling somewhere. I tried to get up again. I walked along the wall until I came to the back door. I locked it. I got to the living room, lay down on the sofa. After a while, I could hear birds outside. I found the children buried in their sleeping bags, and I unzipped the bags just to make sure they had enough air I spend a long time now I sleep in my clothes lock my children in their rooms lock myself in mine sometimes I sleep on the sofa next to the phone worst thing is I don't know what he looks like high cheekbones black, that's about all every time I see a black man with his profile I have to wonder Finally, I move, retrench in a safe neighborhood. It's my own fault. Thought I was a white man. Thought I could live as I liked. The world would love me for being myself. Zen slap. My encounter with the facts. I've got to forget it. It happens all the time. When the police took me to the hospital I was afraid to give my name because my older sister works in the medical records office there and if she found out what had happened, I never live it down. I think we have to stop there because we're running out of time and we need to ask I I let's see. The next section is about the resulting psychosis in which I imagine this creature to be a gila monster. <laughs> Here we go. Wow. Okay, okay, so anyway, that's the middle of Telegraph Avenue then by moi, and the uh reading on the tape is by moi and the books are signed. Anyway. Uh
1: so the the number to call for Jennifer's book Telegraph Avenue then or Jennifer's reading of her book, Telegraph Avenue Then, one-eight hundred eight three or four one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two. That's one eight hundred four three nine five seven two three two. We're also offering the DVD KPFA on the air right now. Please give us a call. Please support This fantastic radio station, the independent voices, the beautiful voices such as Jennifer Stone that come to you every week, nowhere else on the dial. 1 800 439
0: Hey KPFA, if you forget, you know, you can just remember hey with an E, KPFA, and then you got it. This has been Jennifer Stone. With Stone's throw, I'll be back. No, I won't be back for the next two Tuesdays. I'll be gone. I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to go to the seashore.
1: <laughs> hey, you KPFA donor, listen up did you know only one in eight of our listeners actually make a contribution to your radio station maybe
0: you can help